This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome. So this is the ninth episode of uh, Practicing XP. We're back after a long time. Uh, we took a bit of a sabbatical. Yeah, it was all Akshay's fault. He was in Italy, <laughs> sipping coffee. And wine and... Pizzas. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back Akshay and welcome back uh, to, to everyone who's uh, been tuning in. Today we're going to talk about another value of XP, uh, feedback. Uh, let's get started. Yeah, so if you think about feedback, uh, feedback is all around you, right? It's about everything you do. Uh, but uh, uh, but feedback is really, uh, so doing something, uh, reflecting or assessing on how that went, uh, and it could be anything. Uh, it could be, you know, how you made your coffee in the morning. Uh, and then learning from what you've done. Uh, like I brewed it for too long, I put too much sugar or whatever, uh, no, whatever went wrong with the coffee and then adapting and and so all of that is uh, feedback um, and a feedback cycle is really to do this continuously and with everything that you do again we're talking about feedback because uh, we uh, we thought we'd do a series on the values um, of uh, extreme programming and we covered communication in the last uh, episode and uh, feedback is another very very important value uh, that an xp team abides by and uh, and hence this talk about feedback yeah and you were mentioning a feedback cycle uh, right actually a feedback cycle or feedback loop uh, what we refer to by that is the um, is the attempt to gather this feedback and and learn from it and and tweak things and again try try it differently and take feedback again uh, that's a cycle or a loop that we should constantly be in in as many dimensions of uh, of, of our work as possible and uh, uh, the other thing is the the shorter you can make each of these loops the the quicker you can get to trying out something new learning from it and then trying something different again the quicker you can make this loop the better it is uh and the shorter you can make this loop the better it is shorter in the sense short in terms of time but also smaller in terms of scope you want to try and do these things such that uh you slice things neatly into small pieces such that you can uh, iterate over it very quickly and very often so uh and and in extreme programming you would notice for those of you who've been doing it or have been reading about it you would uh, if if you look at it closely you'd notice that a lot of the uh th- practices a lot of the ways of thinking in an xp team are uh, connect with this notion of short cycles of uh, feedback uh and it applies at different levels of granularity we can share some examples and and you can reflect on it in your teams as well uh yeah of course um so i mean typically uh, these are just a few examples uh, uh but typically Uh, you would start a project with uh, an inception or you know you would you would do release planning uh, for uh, for um, a few months 
uh, and you would decide on in what sequence are you going to pick stuff up. And uh, one of the one of the things that was very counterintuitive to me uh, when I started uh, XP uh, was to take all the risks earlier. So in a release plan, typically uh, you would go sequential. Uh, but what we would do in an agile or in an XP release plan is to see what are the tricky bits that we need to uh, you know uh, get clarified. And we would bring them on early on in the release plan, as early as possible. Uh, so the moment it makes sense to try something out, we immediately try it out and get feedback, and and then figure out, uh, you know, whether to go down that path or to choose another alternative. And I have actually found almost more than fifty percent of the time uh, that we have changed our minds once we have done that experiment in projects. So tricky things are tricky, and and they will derail your project. Uh, and so it's good to bring them early on and and get that feedback uh, as fast as possible. We do uh, we do what we call spikes to to generally figure these things out, which is again time bound activity. Uh, so maybe a day or two days uh, to figure out um, whether a certain technology or whether a certain pattern works for this problem or not. Uh, and if it works, well and good. Uh, but if it doesn't, we have to we have time to course correct and time to change. Yeah, and this applies to both uh, technical uh, solutions as well as uh, non-technical solutions. In in the sense that, uh, would uh, would this feature even work? Would he, would customers even accept this uh, new way of thinking about uh, these features? Uh, end users would they be accepting of it, or whether like Akshay was saying, this uh, this technology choice or pattern choice will work or not? You want to make these uh, some of the riskiest pieces. You want to get done quickly. Uh, and again, in the shortest possible way, sort of get feedback on it because then you give yourself most time to uh, to respond. But um, but even before we talk ab- about that, the whole idea of uh, continuous releases or or con- multiple frequent releases instead of waiting for if it's a year long project, sort of waiting for the end of the year to to make the first release of the project, breaking it into at least four releases or six releases as as much as you can it's it's better the whole idea of that also is to get feedback more quickly get feedback on your on your testing cycles on your deployment cycles on your release uh, cycles on your uh, and and get feedback on the system from your end consumers as well so it's at multiple levels that you're trying to do that yeah, yeah absolutely uh, uh let's like mention uh, features so you could you could get feedback on features as well and a very quick and easy way of doing that is uh, low fi prototyping that we use uh, and you can do this with clients you can do this with actual users uh, we've had people carry around paper prototypes uh, to end uh, users and showing them this is what the new interface would look like or this is what uh, a new application would look like to solve a particular problem that uh, this group of users has and uh, and see whether it actually works for them or not. Uh, and we've gotten extremely valuable feedback from from this, this is very proven technique. Uh, it's just about applying it, uh, thinking about how how you could apply uh, feedback gathering techniques and be open uh, open to feedback, uh, but also create opportunities to get feedback uh, in you know, all aspects. In that shortest possible way, and and get the meatiest feedback out. Uh, uh, out right because you know ex- uh, design uh, design in activities uh, to to create user interface uh, design you know with the right uh, with the right patterns with the right 
you know images and button and colors and and so on something like that is a quite an involved activity it can take up to 2 or 3 months to get it exactly uh, right to the to the nth level of detail uh and that's too long uh, a cycle to get feedback on because if during those 2 3 months you've gone down the right path then it's too costly to make changes later on and and so you try and say what can i do within 2 or 3 days to to make some very broad brush um you know to create a very broad brush picture of what this system is going to look like paper prototype is one example or or people can use lofi prototyping tools on their computers or on or on ipads but the idea is to spend just a few days like less than a week to to create a broad brush picture of what the system would look like and then get feedback from from users at that level of granularity and if you feel you're going down the right path then get into the next stage uh, of of that design process and that's the idea so so again the uh, what we're trying to say is that you're trying in an xp team you're trying to apply these ideas to as many disciplines of software development as possible to to planning to development to testing to to uh, user interface design to almost everything Uh, stories are another uh, very good example. Uh, so we uh, we we talk about vertical slices of functionality, uh, and we talk about breaking stories down into uh, the smallest valuable piece possible. Uh, so so while we make sure that it is valuable to the customers, because without value, it's going to be difficult to get feedback. Right. Uh, you know, you save something to a database table. What is the customer going to give you feedback on? Uh, but but you show it on the screen uh, in a in a manner that makes sense to the users, and then you'll get feedback about whether that works or not. Uh, and and yeah, uh, and so yeah, so creating these uh, thin vertical slices, uh, which we call user stories, uh, and and being able to get feedback over it, uh, and it's not just really um, uh, you know it's not just we go even smaller than the stories. uh so typically in a development um, in a in a development cycle uh you would get feedback on the stories you've broken down uh from let's say your pos or whoever uh and then you would do a showcase at the end of the iteration and you would get feedback on a bunch of stories at that point uh but typically uh, even inside the development cycle while the story is going on uh there's a lot of feedback that you uh, that you also gather uh there's more technical feedback uh, that you would get uh, or you know or, or more soft sort of feedback that you would get from pairing uh pairing again uh, like i said is is one of the uh, one of the very important practices uh, and a little counterintuitive but extremely uh, useful practice uh, that uh, we follow for years now and uh, so so pair programming gives you instant and very very valuable feedback uh there's of course and uh, it's also about reducing the feedback loop right i mean everyone uh, i'm sure most teams do some sort of code review in their process but right. typically that's done like once a week or once in two weeks or uh and at that frequency and the idea is if that's useful let's do it more often let's do it as close to the point where code was written and that's when you know pairing really takes that to the extreme where where i'm constantly getting feedback on every line of code that i'm typing and have the uh, ability to make changes then and there right 
so so that's an example of of uh, of a very very short feedback loop uh, but also akshay other practices uh are are also uh, there are other practices within the development cycle that are examples of short feedback loops uh, test driven development is one example so the idea is you write a test you write some uh, a little bit of code to just get the test to pass and what you're doing is running the test multiple times as you are as you're doing this and and you're trying to see whether your test uh, uh, failed for the right reason initially and then after you've written the code you want to see whether it passed um uh quickly or not and uh, again that's that's an another example of having that ability to get feedback consistently and once you have a lot of these tests a lot of these high quality tests you know you can get feedback from the system very quickly then you then it emboldens you to uh, to make broader changes to the system to refactor the system because you know as soon as you make a mistake your your uh, feedback loops are going to kick in and tell you very quickly so that you can re- uh, course correct yeah absolutely essential uh, for for agile development because without that you really feel handicapped uh, in making bigger changes and we've seen this at so many client locations where everything is right people want to do the right things uh, you know in in principle in management everything is right but they don't have a full test suite and it just becomes uh, a an absolute handicap for the team to be able to do anything big or anything uh, significant uh, with the code base because you don't know what you will end up breaking uh the other thing is uh, talking about breaking uh, the build uh, so we have a, a, a continuous integration uh, builds running Uh, which again compile all the code together, run uh, t- a test suite or a bunch of test suites on it, uh, and uh, and to make that feedback visible, uh, like we talked about in in one of our earlier episodes, information radiators. Uh, so we have uh, we would have a build monitor that the team would keep looking at, and so uh, uh, there's this standard of ten uh, minute build in in XP where we try to make sure that we get uh, the first first level of feedback within ten minutes. so i think all the unit tests uh, would run within 10 minutes and so uh, you would make sure that uh, you've not broken anything major in the first 10 minutes and then you would run uh, you know the bigger tests uh, afterwards yeah um so the, sorry sorry just the just on that the idea is that integration is hard uh you know when you, if you have 10 people working on the same code base you know when when everyone's code gets integrated something's going to go wrong and you can't avoid that uh, so but what can you do to get that feedback quickly so that it's easiest to uh, identify what the problem was and fix it so that's the whole premise of continuous integration of, about how do you get feedback on something that's as important as integration quickly uh you you were talking about stories and you know showcases uh, at the end of an iteration which which most teams uh, would do but uh, but there are other ways to get feedback within you know while a story is in development we talked about some of the um, uh, code level technical um, ways to get feedback at that level but also feedback on functionality and whether it's doing the right thing in the right way uh, so often a pair of developers would at at logical points within a story um like call a quick huddle call the bas or qas or you know other uh, the the ex- uh, the experienced designer on the team uh, quickly for a quick sort of 10 minute huddle show them what they've done so far and and again get feedback 
on whether they are on the right track whether this looks like the right solution um or, and and if possible you you even when you know if it's easy you even at logical points within critical stories get feedback from the from your customer stakeholder from your product owner or from from your uh, uh, representative on the customer side and and not wait till iteration end uh, boundaries uh not even wait till 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 story and yeah. boundaries i mean so whatever makes sense you know if if your story is anyways uh, cut nicely in into into you know things that end in, within a day or within 2 3 days then it's probably okay to just wait till the story uh, story ends but for critical stories you might still want to get feedback uh, in the interim as well again there are no rules about these the the idea is that the you know pair of developers should feel empowered to get feedback from the right people at the right time uh, without worrying about uh, about formal meetings yeah exactly yeah um cool uh so we've talked about uh, we've talked about showcases uh, we've talked about you know iteration showcases mid iteration showcases but even story level or mid story level showcases lecture i was saying uh just bounce it off uh anyone that you can get valuable feedback from dsqas xd or even your po uh and once you do all of this once you're you know uh, done with a few months of development you would want to release the software the reason why you want to release your software is to make sure that the end users uh are also accepted uh and Uh, and hopefully some of the end users have already seen the prototypes or already seen some you know demos uh, while your uh, development was going on uh, but then you sort of release it to the general public to get uh, more feedback before you start developing your next release because your next release uh, might change depending on what kind of feedback you get from the users yeah uh and and then one one final set of examples we want to take is uh, we've we've talked about getting feedback from customers from users from your team within your team uh, other developers or or uh, analysts so you've talked about these sort of uh, uh, ways of getting feedback uh then there are also uh, ways to get feedback from your system itself the the software that you're building uh tests are an example of that that you writing sort of tests so that the computer itself can give you feedback these tests itself can give you feedback but you can also do other things like set up monitoring on your uh, on your production uh, uh uh setup so that as soon as anything goes wrong you get that feedback instantly you don't have to check uh, at the end of a day or at the end of every day you instead ask um, and set up monitoring tools to keep giving you this feedback constantly um you can again to get user feedback you can release it to users and then do surveys or you can uh, or in addition to that you can just set up analytics and uh, uh, and ab testing uh, mechanisms to to do to get this feedback in an automated fashion so that users don't have to tell you how they felt you can analyze how they are Uh, responding to the system overall and to different uh, features in the system uh, themselves cool. and then uh, while the system is live on the on the technical side or the infrastructure side of the system there's also a lot of monitoring and a lot of alerts that we uh, that that uh, are set up to get the feedback on how is the performance doing do we need uh, you know especially in the in the in the cloud age 
do we need to spawn more servers? Uh, right. do, do we need to reduce the number of servers if, if there's not enough load? Um, and uh, yeah, what basically what's going wrong? Uh, is a, so all kinds of technical feedback uh, that you would get from your system. Yeah, so those were some examples. Hopefully that gives you a sense of uh, what what we've been talking about, that feedback is critical and you want to try and get that across all dimensions and, and all granularities of uh, of your software development process when you're following XP. Yeah, I, uh, I think one mistake that I've, uh, I sort of keep making is whenever I think about feedback, I think about interpersonal feedback. And that's also important. That's one, you know, the one one important aspect of it. But feedback is all around, and and all of these things are to do with feedback. Uh, so I think that's a that's an important sort of uh, revelation for me uh, to to constantly think about it that way. Because hmm. uh, this is sort of ingrained, and we keep doing it day to day. But but yeah, this is all yeah. this is all feedback, and so. Uh, we uh, yeah we can do a lot of uh, things to to create opportunities for us to get more feedback on on every activity that we do uh, instead of uh, you know going blind for a while and then and then, and then just hoping that everything will be or, fine. Yeah, or uh, and feedback as a as a value is really significant because uh, there is interplay uh, of it with other values. Uh, most of these values are like uh, are like that. The five values that Kent Beck talks about in his book um, are communication, feedback, courage, respect, and simplicity. And and feedback is uh, in in my view central to uh, to making a lot of the other things, other values uh, be true. Uh, that you know, if you are creating ways to get feedback, you are then also creating ways to uh, for people to communicate and and share what they are learning, um, and you're creating that uh, sense of courage uh, within the team when you know that you can you know do something small, get some feedback, and and it's okay to get feedback. For your feedback is not looked at as some negative thing. Uh, learning that this feature is not working well in uh, not working well with users is actually a good thing when you look at that as success instead of that as failure yeah. then you have the then you ha- get the courage to try out other new ideas um, and and so on right so that courage and and this applies again at at other levels you know if you have the courage to make changes um, uh, big big changes to your design only then uh, you know you'd be able to simplify things uh, in in a in a drastic manner, so you know, so feedback leads to courage, which leads to opportunities to simplify, and and so on. So there is a lot of interplay uh, of that, and and thus it's an important thing to to understand and keep reflecting on as a team as to whether you are doing enough to get high quality feedback. Cool. Then, um, like always, we are happy. Uh, excited to hear back from you if you have questions comments suggestions about what we've talked today or what you would like us to talk in the future please let us know we'll try and uh, uh, be more more uh, more regular uh, more disciplined with this podcast in the future Uh, we enjoy it hopefully you enjoy it as well cool thank Thank you you. bye-bye